Hey fam, coming to you live from, well, inside. (laughs) This is so long overdue, but I'm excited to finally release the season two finale. This episode was recorded back in November, so if dates are off, stay with me. I'm sure you're probably wondering what's going to happen next. Am I taking another hiatus? Nope. I'm in the midst of recording season three, so new episodes are loading. You'll be hearing from me real soon. Now stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hello, Afrolit fam. Welcome back to another episode of Afrolit. This is exciting because we're opening up December in a really spectacular way. You know, this is like our my own version of the Rockets. Oh. <laughs> yes. A holiday special. I'm so excited because I am joined with a guest that I have been wanting to have for quite some time. She's been in New York just thriving, living her best life, doing amazing things for Africans as well as us beauty gurus in this thriving city. So without further ado, I want to welcome Jara to AfroLib. Hello. Yes. I'm going to get all of this. I'm going to get all 2020. We're going to be with the sound effects. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. Yes. Um, Especially talking to our folks. Listen, we have so much to talk about. We today. have so much to discuse. <laughs> I just want to give a big shout out to Canal Street Radio and Listening Party for just being my wonderful guests or sponsors for that matter. Space sponsors. So and beautiful. Yeah, you know, I we, when I whenever I welcome my guests here, they're always so excited because A, they can get some coffee and enjoy. <laughs> shout out to the vendors. Mm-hmm. But also they can see a mini oasis within New York City. Like who would have thought? Never in the middle of, of I'm not gonna give you my location, but <laughs> but in the middle of the city you would find a special location like this but yes so i always started off with asking where are you local to where up mm. your set what are your area codes wow. give them to me okay my area code yes. wait for it two one two ah! <laughs> i was born and raised in new york That's i was born and raised amazing. in harlem um i make the joke that it's called the petit senegal because right. 116th street between lennox and 7th avenue is still thriving with all my senegalese Gideon, yes. you know, family Francophone members. Francophone, Africa. Francophone, you have your Dibi it. down there, mm-hmm. you have your Bishop, you have your Bui. Mm. Um, so yeah, I was Chab- basically Chabujin, mm. <laughs> the original Jollof, but we're right. not going to get there. <laughs> we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. Um, yeah, so that's my yeah. set, mm-hmm. but I am from Senegal, you okay. know, originally from Senegal. Uh, my parents are both, you know, they don't live in Dakar, they live here obviously, yeah. but when I go back to Dakar, Dakar is home for me. That's amazing. Yeah, that's my heart home. Yeah. <laughs> How often did you travel back? Did mm. you like when you were a kid? Yeah. Were, was it like mini Dakar at home, and then outside was like you know that's when you were Harlem and like yes. you know it's able to a, dab up your friends and it's homies. Such a dichotomy. So basically, yeah. at home, my parents just did not speak English to me, especially my mom. My yeah. Mom if I spoke to her in English, she responded back in Wolof. So it was very much like once I closed the door, I was in Senegal. You know what yes, I mean? Like, yes. 
you know, Yusin Dude was playing mm. or Baba Mile or like, you know, and then also on top of that, like my mom has a braiding shop on 125th Street. Yeah, and we're going to get into that. We will. And then when you get there, it's like all your aunties and no one speaking English except for the clients. You know, <laughs> if anything, I was a translator <laughs> at a ripe old age of six. Like she said <laughs> that she wore box braids <laughs> like Moesha. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, but then yeah. when I was growing up, whenever my parents went back home, yeah. which honestly, when I was growing up was not as often. Yeah. You know, I, the first time I went to Senegal, I was six years old, maybe okay. five years old. Mm -hmm. And the next time I went, I, w I had to be have maybe like 12, 11. Mm. Um, so I skipped a long time not going home, yeah. trying to figure out what that means for me and mm. so many other questions that I had about identity. I can um, imagine. And it wasn't until I actually went to college. And I'm like, I'm going back home. Like okay. something. So where did you go to school? Yeah, so I went to school at Syracuse University. Woo, um, shout out! You know, upstate, right, upstate, and cold, <laughs> freezing. Yes. Um. So I went upstate, and then yeah. I think it was the mix of. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess, quote unquote, Africa kind of being acceptable now, mm. me having questions about my identity, like why yeah. am I the way I am? And then also going to college and seeing so many different groups come together, the Ghanaians, the Nigerians, mm -hmm. the African Student Unions, all these right. things, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going back to Senegal. That's, um, <laughs> and then I went and I fell in love. I went, I was like, oh my God, like everything makes sense. Yeah. You know, like how long did you go for in that space in that space? Like that was space. it like for a month okay, or was yeah. it yeah. Um so I went for like a month, forty five mm. days. Mm. You know, every time I went, it was a it was a good healthy chunk. Right. Um to go back and then every time I went back I just you know, I just felt more and more um, aware of myself. Yeah. I'm um, aware of where I come from. Again, like my patterns, things that I didn't even realize were mm. seeping through my veins came through. I'm like, oh, this That's makes sense. Beautiful. This is me. This is me. Yeah. That so I'm actually going next week. <laughs> I know, right? That's why I was like, we're doing this today. <laughs> I know. She's like, we're doing this right <laughs> Right. We're doing it. this right now. And so when did you kind of learn that? So, of course, the, the beautiful thing about your story is mm. that I feel like beauty and like how you bring yourself forward and how you present yourself to the world right. has kind of been with you since birth because yeah. your mom owns a hair salon. I know. You know? So I, like talk <laughs> to me more just about that experience of oh just God. like, you know, because I feel like when we're teenagers, we always kind of have that rebellious phase where we don't want what <laughs> our parents want for us. You know, even if it's like the right thing, it's like, no, we just want we want to wear all black and we just want to enjoy it. Right. And so how did you navigate that being that, you know, your mom works in the world of aesthetics and like, mm. you know, she's your mom. So she would know what's best for you and what might look nice for you and the style that she wants to braid your hair in versus the style that you want to <laughs> have. You know oh what I mean? God. I just got any styles that I wanted to have maybe like two years ago. <laughs> Even I would still, still sit down. She would still put whatever in my braid. Like you get this for free. Right. So you get you and so sometimes it's like even till today, like I have friends who pay for Brock's braids who are like, you know, I wanted her to do them smaller, but, you know, I just saw her kind of going, so I was like, just go with it. Oh, God. <laughs> you oh, know? Luckily, so my, client, my mom's clients are not shy. They're like, nope, no. take it out. I didn't ask for this. No, that's good. That's good. But there's other, you know how it is. Like, sometimes it's just like, you know, just go with the flow. Go with the I'm flow. You, don't talk to, don't disrespect auntie. Exactly. You know? So how do you um, navigate so that? Me, hmm, that's a great, great question. So I think for me growing up, mm -hmm. number one, Harlem at the time, I think my dad came in the, I call them classes. There were Ooh. classes of uncles that came here. Like, my dad came in the class of 85. So, okay. I would say that he, in my opinion, especially in the Senegalese um, world, yeah. he was one of the first, you know, to come yeah. here for a while. Like, the 80s wave of, of um, immigrants coming here. Yes. He was kind of the first. So, growing up, 
uh, I didn't really have a lot of Senegalese friends per okay. se that yeah. went to school with me and so forth. So uh -huh. even then, I never, I say this to say that I didn't really understand my identity, like why I was so dark compared mm. to my classmates, why no one else smelled like Jay Bajina at school or incense. <laughs> why did, Real. you know what I mean? Yeah. Why my mom chose to do my hair this way versus this way, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, when people were getting their, you know, box braids and stuff like that, I'm getting, like, you know, threaded hair. Exactly. And I'm trying, having to go to school like this. So, yeah. for a very long time, my identity was exactly how my mom saw me. Yeah. And how she thought that I should fit in this world. Or, again, her everyday things like, listen, you are not American. You are <laughs> African. You are from Senegal. Yeah. You are not the same as these people. So these, yeah. quote unquote, these people, I, for a very long time, I was just so confused. So me too. aesthetic and beauty didn't really mean anything to me. It came out later on when I mm. tried to, again, self-identify, self-discover mm. um, to figure out what that meant for me. Mm -hmm. But growing up, it was just whatever my mom, like, you know, again, yeah. being respectful. Whatever my mom put me in is what I have. I have some yeah. crazy outfits, honey. Like, when I look back at my, my pictures, I'm like, Mom, why did you hate me? <laughs> why did she, like, it was cold that day. I'm like, no, it's like you need three scarves. The way she was put, the queen of layering, did not give a damn yeah, about, like, you know, things looking. Color matching. Color matching. Right? Oh, no. I will never forget one day. It was like, uh, I was a, I think I was um maybe six. It was like first day of school. Yeah, yeah. My mom sent me to school in long johns because she thought it was an outfit. <sighs> she didn't know any better. And I'm there. Everyone's laughing at me. Even oh, the teacher's like, "Honey, no. where's your clothes?" I'm like, "These are not clothes." <laughs> <laughs> it was September. This is my outfit. Like, it, it was oh, crazy. No. It had like little flowers on it. I would never forget that day. Oh it's imprinted. no, um, the trauma. Trauma. But then when I went to like middle school, I'm like, no. I'm, this is me. This is my quote unquote rebellious phase. Yeah. But my rebellious was like fashion, like that's cool. Bonnie Hills, Dad, I want this, and like my dad was Looking down with cute. it too. Oh really? My dad got me like these expensive little cowboy views. He's like, you go ahead and live your American dream, girl. <laughs> I appreciate him that. And then, live your American dream. I promise Aww. you. I feel like they, our parents do they vicariously try. live through us in a way. Because yes. they understand that there's a, a layer that they, will, you know, just through their culture, through what their, you know, their first languages are, that they'll never be able to kind of penetrate. Where it's like, for us, on the phone, we sound American. You know, we can put on, you know, we can the code switch try, like yeah. crazy. It's crazy, and right? It's a different code switch. It's it the opposite is, way. It's it funny. is the opposite way. And so it's, it's it's also just like learning what that means mm -hmm. for yourself is so important. Oh like you God. can't unfortunately depend on our parents to kind of give us that new experience, yeah. you know? Oh my God. Yeah. And I think that's like that's like the mentality that probably comes from just us learning for ourselves and what we want to do and how we want to represent ourselves. Yeah. But how wow. did you, you know, because it's, it's beautiful because like I think in a way you pay homage to your parents through like the work <laughs> that you've chosen to yeah. do, you know? Yeah, so like how did they feel about <sighs> you like stepping out right. into this space and mm. when you were in college and telling you know telling them hey like I want to go into beauty did you even study beauty at, I, in oh, college no. No? no so tell me no, about no, that no. like when did it become like a form like yeah. oh I can actually get paid to do this, to do this. you know okay that's what, yeah so I went to school and I yeah. basically studied English I was in English like I was just really I always loved storytelling mm. just like the art of storytelling Same. growing up again with your parents like you can't go read your books you know right. what I mean? there was no yeah. there was no like TV in my room right. so I always no loved iPhones yet, no so, iPhones honey. Right. I didn't get a phone until like 10th 11th Me grade too. 
Girl. <laughs> so for a long time, I just had a fascination with English. And, yeah. I, and I went to school really, you know, I told my dad, I'm going to be a pediatrician, yeah. all these things. Ooh, so they yeah, were so right. happy. So they were like, yes. Just that smile alone makes life worth it. Like, look at this know. smile. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to school and do all this. But I got there. I'm like, I am not. Girl, <laughs> sit down. First of all, I'm like... I'm, like, not emotional, but emotional. Like, if I right. see a kid that's sick, I'm going to be, like, I'm going to pass out. I know. Right now, you're seeing my blood heart, on top of that. It's like, oh, you got to operate. Oh, no. Not for me. So, I call myself a late bloomer in that I, you know, declare my major pretty late. Mm. Like, the end of sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... That was kind of when, like, MTV was buzzing. Mm. I'm, again, I'm from New York, and, like, fashion is everywhere, and I loved fashion always. I yes. loved beauty always. It's yes. just always something that I was fascinated with. Mm-hmm. Um, not to go all over the place, but, like, even a part of our culture, fashion is huge. Set like, the grand bubble. Right. You know, we love colors. We love, you know, accessories. We love gold. Yes. So it's always been a part of me. I just, I never knew how to tap into it. I'm like, okay, here mm. I am. I graduated. I had this English major. Um, every summer I had been traveling to go to Senegal, yes. and I never really yes. interned. What should I do? Um, and then I think... One thing I'm very grateful for, and my parents are like, you know what, you have to have a good work ethic. Mm. No matter what you do, you will be successful in what you do. You just have to be really good at it. It can be anything like crazy, crazy, mm. quote unquote, right, haram. Right. But, <laughs> but if you do what you put your mind to, it can yes. you, you will thrive. Just right. really be serious about your job, respect right. your employees, mm. et cetera, et cetera. So my parents both had that idea. My mom is more traditional in a sense, like go work corporate, be safe. My dad was more open to me being more entrepreneurial spirit because mm-hmm. he is entrepreneur by definition. Yes. Um, serial entrepreneur. So when I graduated, I'm like, I want to try fashion. And they were not mad about it. They were yeah. really happy that I found, a, you know, a place to work. Exactly. So I was working at Teen Vogue. Mm-hmm. I was working at Rebecca Minkoff and um, CC Fine, all these other um, great places to yeah. start and just grinding. And they really respected that. So yeah. they didn't really say, don't work in fashion. It was just like, you can't go and like become a stripper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, like right. You can't, like, do don't, whatever you want you know, to do. We don't want to see you just now twerking in these music videos. My mom is still upset empty. that I have an Instagram. I'm like, I'm not even, like, vulgar on Instagram. <laughs> My mom is so traditional. <laughs> so, all that to say, they've been very, so I've been blessed that they've been supportive in, yeah. that, in that way, um, which is not everyone's reality. So, no. I understand that privilege. Um, and I'm able to, to talk to them about that. Um, again, my mom has been had her own business. My mm. dad had his own business, so it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that bad. That's so. That's. I don't know if I answered powerful. your question. No, but, you did. Okay. You did. You really <laughs> did because I think the it's nuanced, you know, yeah. and that's what even your life story brings. You mm-hmm. know, like you know, I love that you have the tag. You know, that you're the neo Senegalese, you know, woman because yes, yes. you're living in New York. In New you're York. doing these <laughs> awesome things, working for amazing companies and brands. Mm-hmm. At Thank such a you. young age, and now you're stepping out on your own, oh, my you own know. In the so, ocean. you know, being in the corporate grind, I can imagine like you've probably seen, I don't know if you've dealt <laughs> firsthand, I'm I'm right? Dealt with firsthand just the 
I wouldn't necessarily say discrimination, but just mm. the plain and just simple just disregard of maybe viewing your ideas mm-hmm. as valuable. Yeah. And so I want to actually talk about two scenarios. Like, okay. tell me about a time when, you know, you were working in the corporate grind and you just felt like you weren't being seen at all. Mm. And then tell me about a time where, you know, they valued you because of what you could bring to the table and how you really mm. put your stake in the grind, in the ground, ground because I feel like, you know, and a lot of the Afrolit fam, like, I think we're in this in-between phase where it's like, you know, we don't really want to quit our jobs just yet, but we know that we have, like, gifts within us that we want to bring to the forefront, and sometimes it's not necessarily about, like, quitting to, like, make the gift become the the reality, the reality mm-hmm. because then like you know you, you lose passion for the gift mm-hmm. you know and you can burn out so easily especially when it's not turning the way that you need it to it never does right <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay. or like happening as fast as you want mm-hmm. it to and also dealing with how maybe you could bring that gift into your workplace and like have it navigate you and I feel like you've done that so effortlessly oh, thank you so much so I never just really even thought about it really? that way thank you no okay. you do you um, really do and maybe you. this is what we see on the outside and we're gonna learn something new today right <laughs> no I like to think that it's true I actually do like to think that it's true because yeah. Again, like I chose to go, like for instance, I really in the beginning I was like, no fashion, 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 yes. and I just never saw myself there. And uh, then, okay. um, so just to clarify, I've only had one corporate job, which was L'Oreal. Okay. Um, and then everything else was pretty startup space okay. in different you know phases of startup. So yeah. Rebecca Minkoff was still a woman who had her company. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, you know what I mean. So everyone yeah. was pretty hands on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Temp two people were very small, like very small mom and pop. And yes. then Glossier is now becoming a corporate quote unquote right. growing up into growing up a teenager company, but they're still a startup. I know. So and we think of these companies, and sorry to cut you off, but no just problem. like when we look at them on social media yeah. and how they shift so quickly, or like how we kind of are in this generation of things happening at like lightning speed mm-hmm. we assume that they've been in the industry like, like they two are two people posting these things constantly and who has right. a drive and passion is why I love and this is probably why also that kind of you know just helps me with my work ethic yeah. now you have to be hands on yeah. and you have to be passionate about it and like even when you want to walk away you're like oh Oh my god, that one product though. You know what I mean? Like we're having that passion. Um, but I only bring that up because in the fashion world, when I knew that I was not being seen, mm. um, it's obviously plain to see that my body type was not represented, my mm. skin tone was not represented, mm. and like my story period wasn't mm. represented. And then there was one particular instance where again I was working on I started in PR working in social now. Mm-hmm. And I was doing, I was like manning the blog, yeah. right? So at the time, there was this woman who came to like revamp and revive the the, yeah. the voice and everything. And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> this is crazy, but like this um, this guy who happened to be my my boss at the time, he's like, you know, you go ahead and you know share your personality. Yeah. Like it's amazing, you're from New York, and mm-hmm. like this brand is about New York. Like share your story. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my god, I'm feeling seen, and like this is so exciting. Right. And this lady came. And she's like, we can't have you on the website because you don't represent the brand. Oh. And she wasn't even apologetic about it. She was like, straight up, you can't be on the website. And at the time, our intern was who, what, where? Danny. 
Danielle, oh, something like that, or who, what, yeah, God. who, what, yeah, where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's yeah. huge now, right? Yeah. She was our intern at the time, and she was like, no, she can be the style blogger. You just edit the content and blah, blah, blah. Like, because we were doing like, franchises, yeah. like, every Monday, it was like, what's in my bag? Mm-hmm. Or, like, me styling things. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you don't fit the type. She fits the type. So you support the intern in creating content, even though she's supposed to be working for me. I'm... And right, so <laughs> so this happened, and it's Thoughts. so funny because she just one day just just didn't show up. She's like, "I'm doing my own thing." I'm like, "Good for you!" And now she become this huge <laughs> right, blogger. blogger. And that was that was the tone. Yeah. Every time I came in, it was always something like that. Um, there was one instance where like my sister came to visit me. Yeah. She just came to pick me up from from work yeah, or whatever, of like course. going shopping normal, or something like right. that. You think it's normal. She opened the door um, because you walk in. There's like the showroom on one side yes. and the office on the other side. She walks in and like people on like the sales team like, "Oh, are you here to clean?" <gasps> Woo, see, you're so, calm. See, I'm the New Yorker that I'm like, so used to it, right. unfortunately. Like, but back then, imagine like here you are, I eager know. to be in this space. You, you like, have to just take you the bullets. worked your ass off to right. be in this space, and like it just transformed into tears. It transformed into anxiety. It transformed mm. into like. Am I be like what is going on? Right. Like how come again? I grew up in this beautiful shop, seeing all these women come in and transform and mm. like leave feeling beautiful. But I do not feel that outside mm. of One Sixteenth Street. Mm. I don't feel that outside of Harlem. But when I come downtown, when I come to work, I don't see this even visualized. Right. But if someone needed help with a turban, or if someone needed help with understanding like Muslim holidays, or someone needed help understanding like, oh, Jada, is this is this photo ashy? I was suddenly the, oh, we need to find her. Where know, is she? You know, <laughs> right? So it was very nuanced, and like that was an example of not being seen. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm blessed in the sense where I know when to walk away. Mm. It's not always like I just feel like oh blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Something always happens where guys like either they let me go. Or I walk away, whereas, like, this is supposed to end here. Right. I always tell, my dad has, you know, said it so beautifully. Like, whenever things like that happen, that's God telling you, like, you have tapped out. Right. And your journey here has ended. It's done. Any more or less would have been bad for you. Mm. So that's when I stepped away from that. And then I went more a beauty route, which is a bit more inclusive, an right. idea. Um, beauty, you literally are talking about skin, the makeup of skin. Everyone has skin. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Not everyone's a size two, but everyone has skin. Right. Um, and then, th- of course, there's nuances there. But it was right. a bit more, um, it was just different from, yeah. you know, working in fashion. Um, and then in beauty, I just, you know, I am a beauty junkie. Yes. So it was, I always felt seen and my voice was, was valuable in the sense because I know what I was talking about. Right. <laughs> so I like, <laughs> use I, these I, stuff, I use right? these things. This has been about a part of my life forever. And like, this is my truth. Like, you can't take it away from me. Right. So that is um, some places where I actually have been seen and celebrated in a way that I, I appreciate. Yes. And not feeling tokenized, not feeling, yes. you know, we need a black girl on the team. You know what I mean? Right. So it's it's been it's been a journey. And, I mean, I've been working now for 10 years. And um, I'm f- Amazing. <laughs> you should yeah. just, you did, I may cut that out because we don't need to know all that information. You're right, cut that out. You're right, you're no, right. No, and so, like, yeah. that's the beauty. Like, black really don't crack. Yeah. And I think, I just want to go back to like the examples that you use are so powerful. Mm. And like, I think your lived experience is really going to help like unlock 
the door for others who don't need to kind of go through that because yeah. sometimes I feel like mm. some you know and it, it's unfortunate because sometimes we are our own biggest critic yeah and like even we as black people as Africans sometimes we don't necessarily we kind of get that crabs in a barrel mentality yeah. and it's so like even with in terms of our aesthetics and like the way that we appear I feel like within our world mm-hmm. there is still that level of colorism mm. and so you know when you were saying that you know she didn't even want to have your picture on the website but now when we think about Alec Weck and a Wang and all these beautiful models all of a sudden because they're models and they fit that mm-hmm. one specific build of skin tone of size of whatever yeah. they are now deemed beautiful in this really white gaze world <sighs> but it's like outside of that sometimes even within our own we don't see the beauty we don't see it's like oh why isn't her hair slicked back or why isn't she you know doing this or if you tend to be on the you know a little bit thicker side it's like oh she's a video vixen you know what yeah. I mean yeah, like can she twerk for me it's so hyper sexualized so huh? and it's like why can't we just be you know like and, you know just be <laughs> why can't we literally just be we cannot just be just and so I just want to know yeah. how you you know stepping into this world where like your aesthetics come first mm. how you've been able to navigate just like the nuances of even within ourselves mm. not seeing that beauty wow <laughs> Whoa, coming through a with a question, question. <laughs> wow, 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 and wow. I mean the 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 reason why I ask is because I think that we now because we have social media yeah. and it's so funny your mom thinks it's haram but at the same time as much as it may be we still need it because we need, we need those examples of just breathing and living and, being, and like and being, being and being a hot mess and like just and enjoying right yeah. and being extraordinary and having all of that coexists right because it is a coexistence it's, it's right? life making it's up life. a new word <laughs> <laughs> it's life I stand right okay so wow what a great freaking question you know what I would say, honestly, and I've never thought about this. Mm. I think my dad has a lot to do with that. Yeah. My dad is very dark. <laughs> He's like straight up sunny. You know, sunny yes. men are very dark. Like, yes. My dad it's, is very dark. Yeah. And like, I kid you not, like I remember vividly being in middle school and just yeah. being teased to the point where I'm like such a Sagittarius. I'm like, well, I guess I am ugly. This is what oh, I'm, I'm ugly, but I'm sassy. Right. You know, I'm I still ugly, got it. I got, you know right. Know I went home one day and I said something like that, like something to the extent is because like, I know I'm ugly, but and my dad's like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, this girl told me blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, when yeah. I was growing up, it was like all about the Puerto Rican girls I in Harlem. No, so, I mean, and still. So I think he whenever he could or whenever I felt vulnerable enough mm. to say I feel less than, I feel ugly. He's like, do you know who you are? Mm. (laughs) And more importantly, do you know what we had to do to get here? Forget about you. I loved you before you even knew who you were. You know what I mean? I loved you in concept and theory, and then you get here, and you are a product of literally going from Senegal, from Dakar, to Sandaga, to Paris, to Miami, coming to New York, mm-hmm. figuring something out, reaping some seeds here, and then here you are. And now you're telling me that you're ugly. Like, don't disrespect me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, this is damn. deeper. <laughs> so that always resonated with me. Yeah. And I never even said this before, but I'm realizing that that sense of security really did come from my dad. 
and him really reassuring me. So every time I felt less than, there was always these whispers of my dad just like mm. killing it, making it, you know, mm. by no means necessary. And like your point of view of society or what you deem as classy or classic is not everyone's classic. You know what I mean? Our That's classic right. is sitting down and eating from one bowl. Classic in Europe is having a fork and knife and eating with your left hand versus your right. Mm-hmm. In, in our culture, that's not what we do. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really about context and really understanding how you have to, everything's going to be messy, everything's going to be noisy, but you have to be still mm-hmm. at the core of it. So I'm blessed in the sense that I've, I've been able to find serenity in being just myself. Yeah. Like, even when I interview, now before I used to like put on and code switch, now yeah. I don't. I'm like, listen, here are my braids, and I am also brilliant, and I'm also able to, to share X, Y, Z. No, I can't change my hair for the interview, all these other Ooh. things. But it, it takes it takes some it took some time. It does. It took some time, and it took some time also understanding and re rejiggering my thought of beauty as well. Even the images that I surround myself. So when you go to my Instagram, it's all these beautiful black women that I never saw growing up. Yes. So I put it out there because it was a void in my life. Um, to say, no, you are literally beautiful as you are. And trying to figure out um, what that means for generations to come. That is a word. A word. I feel, (laughs) woo. And I think it's so important. A, you you touch on so many Mm. wonderful things, which is A, representation really matters. So key. It's so key, especially for us, you know, brown skin girls. Mm. Your skin just like curls. Best Mm. thing in the world. You know what I mean? So we need we need more representation. You know, and it's it has to start from within us. And I mean, like you said, it it did start at home with your father Mm -hmm. and you know, and I think because of just society and sometimes, especially in America, black America, like, you know, the family home has been really disconnected, you know? So Mm -hmm. like fathers are either away or work prison you know like there's so many different things and like you said like context has to remain at the forefront we can't just assume that one there's one standard classic and i think that's one truth and i think that's what like the world you know for so many centuries has been portraying there's Mm -hmm. only one standard classic either it's this or it's not european (laughs) right european it doesn't or it doesn't exist and but like look at what is happening with europe right now you know like look at that it's <laughs> it's to their own demise, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, the centuries of what they've done is mm-hmm. now coming back. It like it's so funny. Like in the house, My like like they don't even like each other. They don't. They really don't. I rebuke it because mm. it is so important to remember that we deserve to be as much as we deserve to be at the table Mm -hmm. we don't have to regard the table on a pedestal yeah you know what i mean like i feel like we place tears and even within our own society at times we aspire to be westernized when that is really not the future i know you know that's why i'm so 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 grateful in the time that we are now with things like Afrochella and people going back yes, home and, and realizing the year of return and like realizing like number one there's potential but then there's also freedom yeah. in going into a space where you don't feel black first. Right. You get what I'm saying? So yes. like in, in in New York, in America in general, especially depending on what city, New York is yeah. a bit more lenient. Yeah, we are. But like sometimes you open a, it's as small as opening a coffee shop. You're like, okay, I'm black. How do I navigate this space? Mm. And it's, it's, it's literally so silent, this voice, but it comes through. When I'm home in Senegal, 
everybody's black. <laughs> so now you it's like, I mean? are you rich? <laughs> there, there, there we I go. Know, of course, right? it's always something because humans are humans right. are just complicated. But I like, know. There's that layer peeled off because even here it's like, okay, you're black, but, but are you rich? Are you from this class? What school did you go to? Where did you go to school? But it's oh, like you're you still black. Up? Even when you check all the tiers. You're still going to be a black person. Right. And that history is completely different from like, you know, Senegal. In the Senegal, or, yeah. Or I can only give you Senegal because I've only like been there. If, you of know course, I mean? yeah. I've been to Ghana too. But, um, but you yes, I mean. you can speak to Senegal. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. So going back to your point about Broken families and people having different family units. Mm. I think that's so important because I, I too, I have friends who don't have the privilege of saying calling dad and yes. dad having number one calling dad. Right. <laughs> period. Two, dad having the language to be able to empower you because some African dads are like, "Girl, go <sighs> to your room and close the door. I'm sick of yours." You know. Right. Girl. So, I think in that, and I've done this in other ways as well, is finding. It's all about family unit, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not even biological family unit. It's finding your, your pocket and finding the group of women who feel the same way that you feel, group of men that feel the same way you feel, and you are able to kind mm-hmm. of serve as that mirror, that best friend or reassurance mm-hmm. that you need. Right. I'm so blessed that I have, like, four amazing best friends from college, and, like, we are that mirror with our different cultural nuances. One girl's that. from Jamaica, and one girl's from, you know, Philly, yes. another girl's from Ghana, I'm from Senegal. Yes. Just showing each other, like, here is where... Yeah you're being too hard on yourself. Mm. Here is where you're not seeing your true beauty Mm. Um, because we can't look out. Mm. I'm saying that because we can't look out. We have to look within. Mm. And if it's not in your family unit, you have to create it. And it's very difficult for, I feel like, for African people to do that sometimes. Even if you're from Ghana and I'm from Senegal, there is something that we have very similar. Even if you're from Senegal, you're lighter skin, I'm darker skin. There's something that we have that are similar that we need to reassure that we're still beautiful. Um, And then that brings me back to like, Sorry to go all over the place, but like even when I like stop relaxing my hair, mm. which has been two year journey, Ooh. it literally took my niece, who's three years old, she has very coarse, forcey hair, yeah. and I like just silk pressed my hair, came from the beauty salon, blah, blah, blah. She's looking at me like, why isn't my hair like that? Uh, and it broke my heart. And I'm like literally stuttering over my words. I'm like, no, 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 you're beautiful. No, my God, no, no. Oh my God, what's going on? Oh my God, she's looking at me and thinking this is beautiful. beautiful. And then like I'm someone she like look ups to. And then like we're like close friends. I never want her to feel that way. I stopped perming my hair after that day. Whoa. I swear to God, I didn't even chop off my hair. I just like literally, I'm like, I'm done. Done. I'm done. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wake up and have her feel like she is not beautiful. In this family unit, Mm, in this little circle, you're gonna feel beautiful in everything that you have. Everything. Everything. And like that trickles down to everything that I do. Like even my makeup, I mean I'm happy to judge it up and be extra. Yes. But most of my look is just like this is me. Yeah. This is my skin and I'm, you know, able to kind of like nuance it whenever I can. But my whole thing is enhancing my beauty, but I never want to transform for anyone's perception of me. That's your business. (laughs) That is your business. And I think that it speak uh, it speaks to so many levels of like what really beauty and all of these things are at its core Mm -hmm. it's just about truly loving yourself and knowing your worth and amplifying that you know like to be extra means like you want to put on that extraness that just helps 
emphasize who you already are you yeah. know it's not to take away or transform but and on the flip side of that mm-hmm. though there are so you know there's the rise in the skin bronzing and like how people are putting Why? on like I don't even know what it's really being called but it's Isn't literally it black, black yeah it's black like black fishing? yeah black fishing you know on Instagram and how it's become such a huge thing in Europe which is hilarious but like you know like how women literally are so pale but like want to look like more Darker on the yeah exotic it, look right and so it's like Europe is tricky Europe, Europe is, is tricky, tricky. Because, <laughs> girl I was dating like this guy who was born and raised in Paris let's talk about it okay and like his friends were not pearl black all of their girlfriends were white talk Arabic about it. or Moroccan, right. North North African, but like they would not date their sisters, like not sisters technically. Right, but, like, right, right. I'm like, what's going on? No, they're not classy. Right. They just la, 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 la. I'm it's like, too much. It's too much. And her hair, the cheveux. I'm like, right. um, no. This is called self hate at its core. When I visited Paris, <laughs> talk about it. Talk about it. I knew that there was like. I was going to have a hard time even just, like, fitting in, in, Mm. like, because I really, I I still want to be fluent in French. That's, like, the goal of life, right? I'll get there. I will get there, (laughs) I will get there. But, Mm. like, already knowing that it was the, and because I call us third culture kids, Mm -hmm. where it's, like, we were born in one place. Mm -hmm. We grew up maybe in another place. So, like, you know, for us, I consider it, like, the home was, like, Kenya, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But culturally, our aesthetic, we look like another. You know, we're black women. Right. So, it's, like, we carry such a huge, like, nuance within that because in our mentality and the way we portray ourselves, like, and the way that we can, like, contextualize things is so vast. You know, we can understand what the mamas and the, like, that Uh. is a skill and that is a gift it's a like gift. It's, a it's a privilege mm-hmm. right and so like in europe i feel like a lot of people don't have that experience like so even different. though they are in a metropolitan city like paris it's still very segregated you know and the quartiers yeah. and like mm-hmm. all of that different stuff like you really rarely like i honestly really connected and resonated with like a lot of the haitian community mm. in paris and like obviously the senegalese because yeah. again just being african but right. like people from you know marseille yeah, or the just, outskirts the further out you are the blacker it is the, and like right. the, the, the closer you are to uh, right. one, right. you needed to be french and you needed and if to you be were french. going to be a black french girl quote-unquote you had to be very classy. You had to wear the rouge à lèvres. You right. know what I mean? Or like your hair had to be pulled back and you had to show that you are willing to assimilate to be the French Parisian beauty. Yes. You know what I mean? Or all the, the, the influencers that were coming from Paris that happen to be yeah. black are very like Parisian chic, les affaires, like this, you know, all these things mm. that are not us. So yes. I think Paris in itself and France in general is just like you have to assimilate to the culture or you are literally in the outskirts. They throw you out in the outskirts. They do. And I felt that. I was like, uh-uh, we don't do this in America. <laughs> what? We are dope. <laughs> we don't are even dope. try it. I, I, pl- I played all his friends. He was probably always embarrassed. Right? Like, I was like and because it always starts and it, I really hate that. <laughs> and that's, what, again, it goes back to representation because yes. what they see mm-hmm. on TV is Us not shaking our booties, right? I mean? So it's like and either like you're outspoken. that or you're not, or you're you know? Trash. 
literally trash. Like you're just not you. You have to fit that one stereotype, and that's what bothers me so much because like again like you know we have now people like Issa Rae who are just yes. just making and paving so much for just just being, being <laughs> and <laughs> living and Issa's like, like I'm here and I'm gonna just be talented. awkward and just and doing I, and I whatever. deserve this award okay right you know <laughs> it's time oh, it's a beautiful time oh my gosh there's a lot of work that needs to be done overseas yes um and overseas including Africa and yeah. Senegal. oh Colors yeah colorism is still big huge um, skin bleaching is still like big. Ooh, I wanna. Wow. I, I personally, it's like one of my goals to like literally make it illegal. Yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, uh, yeah I want. I, if it's it was my happen. dream, it's gonna happen. Is to make it. I forget which um, which country. I think in, it might be Ghana. Is, is it Ghana? Is it Ghana to, like, or band. to Bandit yeah. or Rwanda? Not, oh, it might be Rwanda. Yeah. I think it might be. Yeah, because I'm like they're still really <laughs> <Utopia>. Ghana. <laughs> uh, maybe the I don't utopic, remember what yeah. it was, but um, mm-hmm. that that like, made my heart sing because there's so many different. Like, what are you saying when you buy that? Or what are you saying when you gift that to someone? Right. When you say, here, here's your future. Right. Change who you, literally who you are. Like, not literally, but like who you appear to be in this space. I need you to be lighter. It's crazy because in, in Kenya, like, it's, <laughs> people go with trends, right? So yeah. when it was trendy to be light-skinned, like, there were, like, <laughs> girls who, like, literally became light-skinned. And now that it's, like, trendy to have melanin, like, there's now girls who are no going way. back. It's crazy. Yeah. You know? So it's, like, it's one of these things where it's, like, so many people, like, even within, like, again, within ourselves, mm-hmm. we still don't know what we need to do or who we need to be and rather than just being you know and accepting but that's why we have to talk about it we have to crack the code it's like an onion you have to continue to peel the layers and do the work um and then i'm 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 blessed to be in the space where i'm able to do the work through beauty to really show through visuals and through like all these things like no you are so Mm -hmm. beautiful as you are and of course there's always room to improve because we are human right Right. if you have hyperpigmentation if you have these acne scars that you want to work on here's some things that you can do but I'm not saying change who you are or what you look like to to be able to be your best self your best self is not lighter self your best self is like you know just treating whatever you're working with completely Um, so yeah I'm doing the heavy lifting it's a lot of work you are and speaking of heavy (laughs) lifting tell the fam about your new adventure which is by yes. Amicole. Amicole. You know? I love how you say it so perfectly. Right? Amicole. I had to master it. <laughs> yes. yes. So Amicole basically, I keep saying basically, <laughs> is mm-hmm. um, a clean makeup line for women of color. Mm. Um, there are a few things that we are tackling. Like we have made a lot of progress in the beauty industry and in general um, in terms of new offerings. So mm-hmm. you have your Fenty's and you have yes. your Pat McGrath's and like Juvia's right. Place, Ioma Beauty just launched. But a lot of yeah. that again is not really representing what I want to represent, which is mean, which means like you are beautiful as is. These are the products that help enhance your beauty, but not transform your beauty. Mm. Um, so there's that part in terms of just clean beauty to just enhance your natural beauty. And then also there are so many products on the market that are considered very toxic for women of color. Interesting. Let's so, talk about that. Because yes. we, so never, we never, we never, we never know. We don't know that. And this is why you see, you know, we saw the, the, the motions in, in hair care where there are more people going natural because right. they realized like, not only is this permanent not good for my hair, it's literally not good for my body. The toxins mm. that I'm absorbing in my body mm-hmm. is not good. Um, so one in 12 beauty products for women of color are considered toxic. Whoa. That's so, a lot. And imagine like, yeah. And people, some people like, I've so, told that to some people, but that's not a lot. I'm like, do you know how many products we use? 
Let's what? think about it. What? Like one in twelve, like according probably, to environmental right. studies. So, and again, these studies are number one just happening. People are just like, wait a minute, that pink <laughs> lotion not good for you? I've been using that since I was six. Wait, what's going on? Okay, what's going exactly. on? Exactly. And we're realizing that, number one, there were, like, no scientific studies on us because I guess people right. at the top thought we were yeah. not, like, we're not human everywhere. Right. You know what I mean? Like, even scientific studies, all these other things, Ugh. like, rape representation is really important. And now we're starting to have these studies to show, number one, this shit that we're using is not good, mm. not that good for us. Um, so there's a lot of room for that because you can go to, like, you know, Credo, which is a, a very clean brand, or you can go to Beauty Counter, mm-hmm. which is all brand. They show you all the ingredients that you shouldn't be using. We don't have that space for mm-hmm. women of color. We don't. I'm not saying it has to be perfect at all, natural and DIY, but let's make it safe enough for us to be like, be. You know what to I mean? To be. To literally be. I just want to look like myself yes. and not kill myself and in the meantime trying to be beautiful. <laughs> right. Right? So I'm doing that with Amicole. Yes. Um, I'm doing that from a very top level. And then, of course, it's heavily inspired by my culture, yes. where I grew up. I think the salon, especially growing up in that space and seeing, again, all these people from, like, Brooklyn, Boston, you name it, yeah. type of black women coming in there and transforming with their hair right. by these women straight from Senegal. There was mm. always this type of cultural exchange that happened in this space. And I'm like, what if I'm able to kind of embody that in a brand? You know, showing how we are all still connected, yes. showing how we yes. are all still beautiful as we yes, are yes. I'm like on my way to Beyonce and Rihanna can I just be myself <laughs> be yes be so Amicole is going to be that just that offering um, clean non-toxic beauty brands I mean sorry beauty products yes, yeah. for women of color starting mm-hmm. off with cosmetics mm-hmm. and eventually you know graduating into new spaces mm-hmm. which I'm so excited about even thinking about men later on oh. so I'm really 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 excited about that and I'm, I'm using like all my all my energy Woo, into this you're brand, I am entrepreneur full on, full on breathing it. I've been so, doing this now for seven months. Yes, and like it's yeah, it's launching next year. Okay, yes, yes, inshallah. Yes, yes. Um, summer, spring next year, and like it's it's been a journey, and I'm yeah. very, I'm just so excited. It's like everything has led up to this moment. You it know, has. I've learned everything that I could. I soaked in everything that I could um, to understand where those holes are, and I mm. think I'd be the right person to get this job done. So, right. that's what I'm doing. And how big is the team? Is it just you and like so? I right now is just me yeah. working with others. Okay, so I've kind of transformed my apartment into like my my you know freaking office, office, right. everything. Gym. All my samples coming right. in here. Um, but I do have one all like two all star interns and apprentices. Uh, mm-hmm. Apprentices, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, one working on social media, okay. who's really helping me kind of flesh out what Which it means. Is bomb, by the way. Everybody's about yes. to follow it. <laughs> the whole Afrolit <laughs> fam you. is going to follow. Yes. So we're trying to really think about how we're tackling mm. you know the journey too but if you go on there it's super transparent like in terms of choosing helping us choose the packaging yes. helping us choose what kind of formula yeah. do you want so like every single month there's a yeah. new thing to tackle and I, w- I really want the community to, to be involved because I think that's just the beauty like we, we're building it together yeah. hands on deck mm-hmm. which I think is not really common especially for women of color brands like Fenty just happened you just buy it you know what right. happened you just and buy I think it, we're great. learning more and more about Fenty not being fully Rihanna's thing I feel like when we first you know I don't know she owns 51% right 51% and she's making this company billions of dollars and again I do not want to knock Rihanna for this yeah it's not because we need to take steps remember what you were saying earlier like when do you kind of bring in what you can at a workplace 
this is an example of that at a very different macro level, right? Here I am at an influencer of all influences, Rihanna. <laughs> I know. And I need the resources and the yes. bandwidth to be able to do, execute this miraculously which at they did at a global at a scale. global scale so she was able to do that and we need that right and you need the Pat McGraths to show that there's able but then you also need the brands that are able to, to be black from the black black from front to back and not saying that it, it must be of course it can be, be other people yeah. there but just showing that there's there are different levels of things right there are and she is like you know quote unquote the H&M the Zara of beauty and then we want to bring it in and bring it more home like homemade mm. you know made with love not saying that I'm cooking this up in my kitchen because I'm definitely not <laughs> I'm working with manufacturers yes. Yes, I'm working with people mm-hmm. definitely I'm like it's literally a factory I don't even touch the product right. um, so yeah so I think there's the, we need representation everywhere at every level I so I don't want to knock it yeah um, she does have her percentage cut of it and she definitely is hands on because I know the people that she work with and like the she's there she's in the studio with yeah, them so that's I'm not beautiful it. yeah no I mean I would never <laughs> oh I'm not trying to have what is it re-navy oh navy. come after yeah the come navy. after right come after afro oh no 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 <laughs> I, I just you know I know of course you I think Twitter is sometimes like Twitter it can be a crazy else. place because they just get one whiff like just like a little whisper one Data it's like <gasps> one data point and they're like literally it's shaking the table. Right. And now with like the power, I mean, look at the power of like, you know, the chicken sandwich, you know, oh and God, just like, Popeyes. but like the <laughs> idea that like we hold that much, like it made news, you know, it became like a phenon- phenomenon, you know, we have huge purchasing power. We spent $1.2 trillion in this U.S. market, and we, like, outspend by 22% compared to any other race in America. Look at that. We we shift culture. We know we that. Do. But now we have actual numbers to show that we shift culture. So that doesn't surprise me. Whatever we deem cool, whether it be, like, I know for a very long time, you know, people were wearing the Air Forces, the white Air Forces, and now you see Becky always wearing Air Forces with her, you know, dress-down T-shirt and jeans, which is cute, which but is you know cute. where this started. Right. And I think once we realize that and we're in, we harness it, not in the I'm angry, you owe me way, no. but in a way it's like, you know what? Hmm, I got you. You want to shift culture, huh? Let me show you how you shift culture. <laughs> and I think Rihanna and does a good job. that worth to it. Yes. You know this is the worth and tax on it. And tax on it. And I think Rihanna does a good job doing that she because does. she'll get in there and she's like, no, 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 no. I need 50 shades. No, no, no. I need plus, you know, going up to three plus. Mm-hmm. Savage Beauty. All these things where she's able to get in the door and then show people how we purchase. It's all through the data point. You want to have, you want to sell out. You want to sell out and you want to show that I have the power from a storytelling Mm -hmm. perspective, a connection perspective, and then a commodity. Because at the end of the day, they want money. Mm. And we shift it. So I think that's our goal to, again, Mm. connecting through Afrolit, through other cultures and communities to understand how can I make you better? How can we make each other better? Because that's what they, quote unquote, do. They get in a room and they say, oh, you know how to draw? I know how to build. What are we about to do? And they and they build oh, it make together. This building. And you won't even know. You won't even know. All these little founders, these, you know, these quote unquote new founders, the, you know, um, what's it called? Sofia Amorosos of the world and like Girl Boss, all these different things. They're all connected. They, they have dinner on Sundays and they talk about it. Even when they're in the same lane, they have dinners together and they feel like, you know what, you tackle this, I tackle this, and we come together because when we go to these because white women do this, when we go to these investors, we know that white the dollars are going to white men, how do we get more dollars together? And they literally brainstorm together and they go in and they attack. 
from different angles and they're raising $3 million in seed money with no proof of concept because they got together and they thought about it. I want us to do that. I want us to sit down and say, you know what? How are we going to tackle this? Mm -hmm. And how are we going to be strategic about it? And like, Mm -hmm. luckily, I've been so blessed to be able to surround myself with people that are raising or, you know, starting companies themselves Mm -hmm. because the VC world and raising money is a whole different game Mm -hmm. in itself. Have you gotten to that stage yet? So that's going to be happening top of year, which I'm super nervous about, but very excited about because like 2% go to women, number one. And of that percent, what, 0.01% goes to, to, to women of color? They're like 12 or maybe 13 Ooh. women who raise over a million dollars, and that's like oh, a yeah, drop in the bucket yeah, 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 for yeah. how much VC money is really out there. Mm-hmm. So that is a lot to break down. It's very emotionally taxing to be breaking down, like, you know, generational things that I, you know, right. you know and then also know doing, this. right, and then <laughs> doing this practically on your own, you know, yeah. like having a lot of, and then again, having like such huge fish yes. in that. But again, I love, I love what you've said, because I think at the end of the day, it is beautiful to understand that we can all win. It's so much, it's money out there. There is money and space for us all. Like you count to like, 1.2 trillion. <laughs> you sit there and count that. How many dollars is One, that, sis? Two, Come three, on. Right. How many nations can we really feed, feed and go back? And you know, our dollars reach back when you go back home and you the want to re- spread it. Yeah. Be, come on, let's be real. Let's be real. So the, I'm very grateful for mm-hmm. some of the funds that are that are happening now. Mm-hmm. Like Richelieu, he mm-hmm. just created the, the fund for, I think, Vo- uh, yes. New Voices Fund. Yes. So there's some traction there. It's a good time to be an entrepreneur. It really is. It's just is. a matter of mind gain, staying healthy in the mind and body um, and spirit and not being, like, mm-hmm. jaded because it's tough. Mm-hmm. Like, these meetings you're taking, I'm taking, like, 150 meetings mm-hmm. over, like, three weeks, two weeks. And, like, you have to be in and out. You have to know what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a game that you have to be able to also reach back and, and tell your sister about. Yeah. Because even if you they are there and you raise your money and you're by yourself, you are the test of me. If you fail, you fail for everyone. That is a And they're like, you know what? No. Pat and Tracy Ellis Roska, it didn't it didn't work. So we're not giving you any money. Your people don't buy. And for the longest they kept saying your people don't buy, that's why we don't have any shades. Wow. I would be in these L'Oreal meetings and they'd be like, oh, we had it's shade right. 12, but no one, it never, it didn't sell it didn't at Walmart. Move. I'm like, you didn't have the marketing budget behind it. You didn't talk to us. You just put it there. And, and expected us to loudly gag in Walmart. Did you put it in Target? Because we would have been there. In Target, they peeped game real they, quick. The I know. Are packed <laughs> with They're like, products. Oh, like, oh, y'all, y'all shop? Oh, okay. Welcome. welcome. This is we're going to be at Afropunk. We're going to be at Coachella. Sorry. We're going to be at every festival saying that buy black because we're black. I'm you know, so but it's yes. just a matter of it's all strategy and it's a matter of putting egos aside. And I'm mm. not saying I'm perfect in any way, but I do say that I, I work well as community versus it being like, this is my idea. This is what we're going to do. And we have to do that if you want to just right. advance. Ooh. Wow, that is powerful. <laughs> that is powerful. I I just want to know how you stay sane because with everything that we've discussed, you know, from again loving <laughs> and building, <laughs> how building Girl. the community, loving on your friends. You know, I think as women sometimes, and it, nurturing is just our habit, right? Yeah, like it's it, yeah. right, right. Yeah. It's just how we've been raised. It's what we're accustomed to. Mm. But sometimes I feel like family and all of these like. 
agenda that's kind of just placed on you and not you're not told about can yeah. be can become draining and then on top of that if you're running your own business and just trying to have a social life you know maybe sneak in a date maybe go out with your friends Dating. maybe go <laughs> I know but maybe oh, just like wow. live and like enjoy yeah. this youthfulness you know so mm. how do you balance work and life does that even exist in your reality <laughs> balance is a tricky word yeah. balance is a tricky word because like what in life it does balance I, I think it's all pendulums mm. you know it's like where the energy goes it goes where the energy energy ebbs it just ebbs and flows I have some days that are tough mm. like crippling tough mm-hmm. because especially around the period no, right, the time of the month you right, know what I mean seriously right. like um, there are some days that can feel extremely lonely yeah. and you feel like no one understands you or mm-hmm. worse people have a perception of you that they don't know even if it's a good perception or a bad perception mm-hmm. they have no idea who you are you just have a social media account and people think that they know mm-hmm. you or all these other things that can be emotionally taxing especially when you don't have someone as close to like your family member you can call your dad like dad I just you know looked at this investment right. portfolio what do you think they don't know <laughs> like listen I bought you here you figure it that's out. your job right and take it like, to the next level there's some days that are really tough and it takes a lot of crying and it takes a lot of like nope I'm going to Senegal Okay, nope, I'm stopping. I'm going to go talk to my friends. I'm going to go FaceTime my friends. I quite honestly cannot afford this trip, but I'm going because I I (laughs) honestly need to see a body of water. You do. And warmth. Ooh, December in Africa. I I need it. I need it. So balance is very hard, and I'm not saying that I have it balanced because there are some days, again, like... And there's some days that I, I like wake up at like 10:30 and I feel horrible. I'm like, if I was Steve Jobs, I would have been up at eight o'clock. I need to be eight o'clock I and know, successful. I but know. I'm going to sleep at like three o'clock. You know what I mean? I'm going to sleep at two o'clock in the morning. I'm like journaling because I'm I work well at night. Same. I'm journaling at night and all these things, and I have to literally pause. Like Jada, do you know what you just did? <laughs> so uh, on top of my to-do list, I also did I do the to comp like the things I already accomplished. So Ooh. when I feel bad. And I feel like I haven't made any traction. I look at it. I'm like, wait a minute. I've been able to like trademark okay, this, get my okay. thing. I got, got a lawyer. I got all. I got all these things on my supply chains. And, Today, and, you know in what I mean. One day, you know what I mean. So I like I, I, I have to think that way. Yeah. And also, I, I tell myself what I tell myself is like, if I can be able to accomplish one thing towards my dream, I'm okay. Ooh. I'm okay. And if, if some days it's as big as closing down a deal on the supply chain or a vendor mm. and some days it's as small as sending off that email that you have been dreading for for days you know it's a small task that we have to celebrate in mm. so I try to be very mindful of the way I talk to myself the way I treat myself mm. um, I'm not good with working out I need to work on that I need to get more active because yeah. I'm just so like crunched over and blah 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 running right. and my running is like yeah. running to the L train right um, <laughs> so I'm trying to get better at it honestly yeah. Um, so good. That's but so I just try to be as nice to have myself. that balance. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And you're good, but you. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like I keep saying, I think you are such a great example to oh. our community of like the nuances, you know. So nuanced. And so, with everything that you've gone through, I always like to close off with yes. this. Yes. What would you tell ten-year-old Jada, oh, having looked back on wow. everything from the lived experiences to who you are now to where you're going with by Amicole. Yes. What would you tell her? I would tell her to keep doing you. <laughs> and be. Like, <laughs> and be. And I say that because growing up I had a very difficult time 
in school. Mm. I was not an A plus student. Mm. I was like a solid B, C plus student. I was not an excellent student, but I was very creative. Mm. I always knew how to tell a story. I I always knew how to engage with people that were way like more emotionally intelligent, you know? Mm. And for I would never did well on tests. And I was, always felt so bad about it. I'm like, oh my god, like, I'm just never gonna succeed in life because I'm not good at X, Y, Z. Um, but I was good in other ways, and I had to. I don't know where I'm going there, but I'm I'm just saying like, there's a reason wh- why you are the way you are, and just lean into what your genius or version of genius is. Mm-hmm. Um, how many billionaires? How many geniuses dropped out of school? How many geniuses have not been able to be what their parents wanted them to be? Luckily, my parents knew that I tried my best. Like whenever, whatever I do do, though, I will try my best. Yeah, right. you know. Um, so I would tell that ten-year-old girl, like, this is what society wants you to be successful in. Try your best, but also do not silence that voice. You know what I mean? I was always a wild child, always very curious. Yes. Keep being curious. Yes. Keep trying to, you know, unturn those stones. Keep keep trying to understand um, what makes you happy and lean into that because that's where you're really successful. That's where you're really successful. So that's why I was telling my little young, what, what grade is that? Second grade? Oh, that's second, third, grade? third, yeah, third yeah, grade. I think oh, third no. grade, right? Because yeah. <laughs> I was a I wild just, child. I was out there. Really? No. Oh, yeah. And I love that you said <laughs> that, you know, you... Like, I feel like schools and all these institutions, you know, again, it's one track thinking. It's a one lane, you I know? I such a visual learner, too. And no, my teachers didn't have time to oh, show yeah. me. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I need to see four different things. I don't need I don't need you to tell me this on paper. I need you to see it. And, like, they don't cater to visual learners. They don't. You have to do, like, I, a book smart. I mean, smart. they don't have time for that. They're just like, I don't even get paid enough to teach you 30 of y'all. Period. You know? So, now you want a, a visual? Oh, okay. Thank you. Not to but, mention, they threw my ass in, like, ESL as soon as I got there. Oh! That's just, you were born here, though. I was in ESL until third grade. Stop. I didn't oh. even know that this was, I was like, oh, this is a special class. Like, this is cool. You know what I mean? I got, I got to, like, leave Just because they saw your name, right? Yes. Oh they put me in ESL, so I was even like further behind them. I needed, yes. I had to do so much picking up and get like an extra. Luckily, my dad got me an extra tutor, all these things. But like, institutions will get you. Institutions, <laughs> and like you said, re- representation has to happen everywhere, everywhere in all sectors. Yeah, Shada, thank you so thank you much. so much. This was Just I'm so happy. I'm so excited. And keep doing you. Uh, Keep inspiring. Keep connecting. Like, it's so important to be a connector and to be able to share the similarities and the differences in our beautiful cultures around the continent, not just, you know, certain places. So I commend you for that. I commend you for your consistency. And, like, I am such a huge fan. So I'm I'm just just excited to continue to. Yeah. I'm excited to continue to. to, to, Yes. To keep growing. And it's it's just necessary. Exactly. It's necessary. that's, that's all, like you've said, that's yeah. all I want to do. I want to be the the connection. Like, you know when you used to play that game when it's like, you could, all right, you connect the dots and then it becomes like, all right. Love it. You see the bigger picture. You see the bigger picture. I, uh, I've i learned so much yes. from listening to you. I hope the fam watching this learn more too and see more. Yes. And 
tuned. They can stay tuned for more. You can find Afrolit where all podcasts are available. We on Spotify too. Whoa, whoa. You know, Jay Z just got on Spotify again today. Oh, really? Yes, it's his 50th birthday. Sagittarius. Uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, anyway, so now you can listen to this episode and then now go listen to some Jay Z. There you go. Right? We 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 all black lit. albums right? classic. <laughs> but I have been your host, Equa.pm, and you can find Jada on all the show Jada. notes. Jada. It's Jada. Okay, wow. Okay. I said it right the whole episode. <laughs> I'm going to ruin it at the end. I know. It's okay. It's okay. I understand. And let me yes. not be like these corporations. It's like, oh, or in school, I used to hate that. It's like, do we have Tekia? Musambu? Like, where's the U? There's the A. Oh, I hated it. Mine is Mum Jada, so it's Mame here. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Um, on that note thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for so much more I have been your host equip.pm hear from me soon bye bye bye